Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. We are almost done with 2019, and 2020 is sitting here ready to be picked, ready to be set up, ready for you to run and get things done and live your best life. But where is the time going to come from? I just read a book that talked about how every week is a great day for new beginnings if we schedule our time right. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. So this is one of my favorite times of the year. I love the holidays. I love Christmas. I love the New Year's. I love the idea of a new beginning, of a new start. Uh, I love the idea that we can take time and kind of look at, okay, this year's done. What did I do? How did it go? And, you know, I really encourage you to do that. Measure out your time. Look at your time. How did you spend your time this year? Did you accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish? Did you achieve the goals. If you've listened to this for the entire year, you know that I am a big fan of setting goals, of setting a theme. I especially like having a word for the year or a phrase that might reflect your theme or your theme might be a little bit different, but the simpler it is, the better. But if you never come back to those and measure them, they really do you no good. So you have to set these goals. I'm not a fan of resolutions, but I am a fan of goals. And and I find that we need more time to think about them, especially as we get older, our lives become more complicated. The time to kind of lay out what we want to do with the year. And so I'm going to have a whole episode. I want to talk to you about, okay, what's your theme for the year? What is it that you want to do? What are some goals? And not just goals like, you know, oh, I want to save X amount of dollars, but what are some like rhythm goals that you might have or life goals or personal goals about your body. Like somebody told me once, I'm going to try to smile more. That's going to be my goal, which is an interesting goal because it is completely in his control, but how do you measure it? Right. And so good goals are completely in our control and they're completely measurable and they stretch us. And you know, there are some people that if I'm honest with you, I would like to be able to set some goals for them. There are some people that I'd be like, I'd like to be able to say, you know, maybe you should consider taking more responsibility for your own behaviors. I actually had a whole rant that I was going to go on, but I'm not. But what other people do, the goals that they set, whether or not they take responsibility for their own behaviors is on on them. It's on their circle, my square. So I'm not going to do that. So I want you to spend some time and I want you to, what's your theme going to be for 2020? Are you going to have a theme? People like, oh, I don't need to get all complicated. I'm just going to keep it simple. Okay. That's a goal. That's a theme. I'm just going to keep it simple. That's a theme. That's a great theme. Maybe you're going to try to be less negative. That's a great goal. But flip it around and and try to be more positive. So you're going to try to say more authentically positive things. right? I was talking to somebody today about Monday, and my Monday this week was awful. Uh, It was just a train wreck met by a plane crash, met by the occasional pedestrian on a motorcycle just zipping in and blowing up. And I actually said, like I said, but normally I really like Mondays. I enjoy Mondays. He told me, well, I do too. He said, but I didn't used to. I had to come to the place where I taught myself 
how to enjoy Mondays. I said, well, what did you do? He said, a couple of years ago, I set a goal for myself that every Monday when I would wake up, I would say, I am excited about this Monday. I get to live out my purpose this Monday. I get to do something I love on this Monday. And I got started talking about Monday in a positive way, and it changed my entire perspective over the course of a year. Maybe that's your goal. Maybe your goal is to date your spouse better. Whatever it is, that's fine. Uh, But I'd like you to have a couple of them. I typically do them over uh, different aspects of my life. So I have... Uh, like personal goals, and then I have physical goals, I have mental goals, I have uh, educational goals, I have physical exercise goals, like I'm going to do X amount of miles of cardio in, in 2020. It's important that the goals are completely in my control, that they're completely measurable, and that they stretch me. These are good goals, and I want you to have them, I want you to set them up I start writing. I started about two weeks ago. Weeks ago, I put it down in a notebook, and I just start, I wrote out the word theme, and then I just put ideas next to it. I put out the, put down the word word, and with a colon, I just put ideas next to it until something. I'm kind of like, oh, that's it right there. And then I I wrote potential goals. So like financially, I have a goal that I'm looking at right now. Actually, the first four that I wrote down were all financial goals for 2020 for my life. Now, they're all completely in my control. They're all measurable, and they all stretch me. But I want to tell you now, I want to stop there for a second. I want to tell you about an interesting story. Okay, well, not really a story. It's actually a real-life event that happened to me as I started evaluating 2019. As many of you know, I tried to reboot my YouTube page. It actually went pretty well. A person who has some had some success with that, who studies that thing, came in and gave me a consultation and told me all of these things that I could do to improve it. And I did like three of them. I've got a whole like sheet of paper, the smallest print you've ever seen, printed out of things that I can do to improve my YouTube page. But I haven't really been able to uh, reboot it. In fact, I took a month off from my podcast because one of the things that happens, here's, here's how this kind of worked, right? So I wrote a book, uh, The Emotionally Secure Couple. You can get it wherever fine books are sold. Makes a great Christmas gift. I highly recommend it. Uh, got really good reviews on it. People liked it. And I wanted to get it out to more people. And really, a lot of book selling is how much influence do you have outside of the book. Most new books don't sell a 1,000 copies. We broke that number pretty quickly. I think in like six months. I was very happy about that. But one of the things that we decided that we needed to do, because the book was is all part of a plan. My wife and I have kind of a, a larger plan. We want to do things on, on a bigger scale. We want to grow. We want to grow our business. We want to grow our businesses, which incidentally, I'm excited to announce to you that the Joe Martino Counseling Network is uh, going to be able to offer psychiatric services starting in 2020. That means if you need to manage meds, we can do that in-house for you. No more waiting six months to see a psychiatrist uh, unless ours gets on a six-month waiting list. But we're going to be able to handle your psychiatric medicinal needs in-house. And so we have this plan. And so as I was talking to marketing experts, as I was talking to people who have walked this road before me, the advice was start a podcast and start a YouTube channel. So I had this rhythm before I published the book. Uh, one day a week, I would write for a couple hours before I saw clients. Other days of the week, I would go to the gym. Uh, and then one day, I would edit. And I would work, kind of work that rhythm back and forth and back and forth. And when we published the book, I was no longer writing a book. So I was like, okay, well, I'll use that day to do podcast. And so I started doing that. 
and then I would use that day to make YouTube videos or I would come in on Saturdays. So if I, okay, I'll write, but then I'll come in on Saturdays and I will make uh, YouTube videos and podcast recordings Saturday mornings before my family gets up. But here's the problem. I don't want to come in and work on the weekends. If I've already put in 70, 75, 80 hours in the week or 50 hours in the week, 60 hours in the week, I don't want to come in on Saturday. So I'd move it to Tuesday, which was my writing day. But then I wanted to start this next book, which currently is called Taming the Tempest, Dealing with the Story in Your Mind. It's a fantastic, uh, full of fantastic truths that, that I've witnessed, that I've lived. I'm excited to share it. Uh, talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Whenever I bring up the topics in the book with people, they're engaged, and I want to get it done. And, and my original goal was to have it done this fall, and I knew I knew that was was a stretch. And then I was like, okay, well maybe I can have it done next spring. And then I was like, nope, probably a more realistic goal is next fall. So like September of 2020, you know, October of 2020, maybe just in time for the Christmas rush release a book then, which is fine. But then I have other books that I want to read. And that was part of the problem is I was, I was you know, flip-flopping between, or I want to read lots of books, other books that I want to write. And that was part of the problem. I was flip-flopping back and forth between the different books that I wanted to read or to write, excuse me, good soul, because I just didn't have the time. And a lot of times we say, oh, I don't have time. And, and you know, you'll see these little pithy statements. Stop saying you don't have time. You have the time. You just made a choice. Okay, I'm fine with that. I don't care what to call it. But the thing of it is I only have so many hours in the day. I want to make sure that I have time with my family. I want to make sure that I have time for other things. I have my businesses. I have I have my practice, my profession. I want to improve that skill. So I need to devote time to improving that, to working on that. And I want to get to the gym. I want to sleep. I want to read books. I want to watch a little bit of Netflix. I have all these things that are going to take up my time. And here is a reality of... The, of, of our situation that I, I think it's pressed on me more and more as I age. Whatever minute we spend, we don't get it back. So if I want to write a book in 2020, here's a question I have to ask myself that you have to ask yourself about your goals. Where is the time going to come? In other words, how am I going to prioritize my time? This is not rocket science, I know, but I cannot tell you how many people I meet who rarely ask themselves this question. Because there are only so many hours in the day. So where is the time going to come? My projects tend to slow down in the fall because I do things in the outdoors that I can only do in the fall. So I go outside. And if I'm outside, I can't go outside and then go in and write for two hours and then go see clients. I don't have that kind of time. So how do I make that time? One of the things that my wife and I started playing last year that we've not played much this year is pickleball because some things that happened with our business, we picked up our client loads, we took on some other projects. And time, once it's spent, it's like a dollar. Once you spend it, you don't get it back. Now, you can earn other dollars. You never get the time back. So as you're making your goals, as you're making your list for 2020, one of the things to ask yourself is, what am I shooting for? What are the priorities? If I have to cut something because of time, what would I cut? Because where's the time going to come from? So for my book, I'm moving my podcast. I've talked about this before. Most of you, this won't matter to at all. Instead of being released on Tuesday, it's going to be released on Wednesday because right now it's getting released on Wednesday about a quarter of the time anyhow. And so it's going to be released on Wednesdays because I'll get ahead and I'll have a run of Tuesdays, but then I'll, I'll fall behind or I'll have like, oh, that would be something I should do right now. And it's something about kind of current events. And so it, it's time sensitive and I actually fall behind. And so I don't have the time. But I also want to write. I want to get this book done. It's like starting to build up inside my head like, oh, I got to get it done. And so... As I approach it, I've got to say, okay, well, what am I going to do? So Tuesdays, are, I'm not going to touch the podcast at all, Tuesdays. I'm going to write. Now, for the vast majority of you, you're not going to write, so you don't care about it, and that's fine. 
I have a friend who's starting a podcast. One of the questions I asked him was, when are you going to have time to do the actual recording, do the interviews, whatever it is you're doing, when are you going to have time for that? Because you have to schedule that. And so as you look at your goals, as you start to form your goals for 2020, one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself, how are you going to get the time for it? Do you need to create time by cutting something? Do you need to get better at your free time? Do you need to create energy by eating better and going to the gym more? What do you need to do to create the time that is necessary to accomplish your goal? This is the art of prioritizing. I can't tell you how many couples sit in my room and the husband's like, oh, I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do that for my family. Oh, so you're willing to leave work earlier? Well, no. Well, you can't be two places at once. So how are you going to pull that off? You have to know where the time's going to come from. And as you set your goals, as you write out your list of potential goals, that that should be something that's on your mind. Yes, it should be. Is this completely under my control? Is it measurable? Does it stretch me? But where am I going to get the time to do it? So one of my goals is that I want to write all five of our Compassion Sponsor Kids uh, once every two months. Now, I type slow on my phone so I can type it on the computer and then pick it up on my phone and pick out pictures and all of that. But I figure I probably I'm going to have to schedule in an hour a month minimum to get that done. And, And I'll do the first quarter of the year and then I'll evaluate. So I might actually schedule the first hour and 15 minutes for that endeavor, but it's going to have to fit in my schedule. I can't type it while I'm at the gym. I guess I could try to type it while I'm doing, uh, like walking on the treadmill, you know, to warm up. I could cause they'll save it. Right. And, and that's the next question. So where am I going to get the time? And then what are some hacks that you can do to be efficient with your time? What are some hacks that you can do to, to, to kind of rig the system into your favor so that you can get more things done? One of the things that I was talking to my wife about is I do better working out when I write out the plan Sunday night. Monday, I'm going to do this. Wednesday, I'm going to do this because remember, Tuesday's for writing. So I'll actually do that. I'll write Monday. Monday's kind of International Chess Day for the people who work out. You know what I'm talking about. If you work out at a gym, if you work out at home, I don't know what, what, what is the day? What is Monday? But at at the gym, most of the people are working on their chest, right? Tuesday is writing. Wednesday is cardio. Thursday is arms and legs or back or whatever, or, or however I do that by, but by writing it out ahead of time, I increase my likelihood that I'll do it. But here's what I discovered in 2019. It doesn't seem to increase the likelihood that I'll do it. If I just write it down digitally. In other words, This year, one of the things that I wanted to do was that I wanted to try to go to mostly digital in my in my time management. That was one of my goals is to go mostly digital in my time management. And to be honest with you, I achieved it. However, that came at a cost because I wasn't as productive. And I don't think this was the only reason, but I do think it was one of the reasons there's something for me to writing it down in paper with a pen or a pencil that triggers things. And then from there, I can move it to digital. So if you're a bullet journalist or a journaler or a, you know, any type of, of, of journal management, time management system, I basically do the whole thing in Evernote, which is a great app. I made a YouTube video about it. I might have talked about it on my podcast, to be honest with you, I don't remember. But as I was doing it, I realized I'm not as likely to remember what I wrote in my Evernote digitally as I am if I write it down on paper. I'm not as likely to revisit it because it's in a different place. I can't quite get the same process. Now, I am considering trying to do it digitally in an app called GoodNotes this coming year, which is a digital notebook. And you actually use the Apple Pencil and write 
in it like you would with any other notebook. And so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. One of the things that I have discovered is, as I have been doing this more and more over the last five or six years, is I can compare years. And so 2018, I was better at getting into the gym and getting work done. Now, there were some health things in 2019, some outside stressors that I don't control, but I have to respond to. And I do think that part of them, part of the problem was, is I didn't approach my physical fitness with the same mindset for the entire 12 months in 2019, like I did with 2018. And so I have to evaluate that. And I can look at 2019 and I can say, okay, well, my reading actually went better in 2019, even though I'm probably going to read a few less books than I did in 2018 because I feel like I got more out of them. Now that is subjective, but it's my subjectiveness that I'm measuring. And so I do, I set a goal. I think my goal this year was 80 books. Let's look and see how I'm doing. Okay, so if I pull up the little Goodreads app here, I set a goal for 75 books this year, and I'm on 60. So I have to read 15 by the end of the year. I have one, two, three, four. I have six that I'll probably finish this week, so that'll put me at 66. It's going to be tight. The reality is I don't do it so that I, you know, if I hit it, that's great. If I don't, that's okay too, because one of the things that I want to consider is something that's going to stretch me. And I knew that that amount of books was going to stretch me this year. I don't ever want to be the person that's like, oh, I'm just throwing books onto my Goodreads because I have this goal. With that said, I'm not afraid to cheat a little bit. I'm not afraid to listen to audiobooks at twice the speed. I'm listening to one right now at twice the speed because it doesn't say a lot. The reader's kind of slow and the author has some good things to say, but overall the book's kind of blah. And I'm I'm actually debating, am I gonna stop reading it? I'm about I have about two hours to go. So if I listen to it at twice the speed, you know, that's an hour of my life. Uh, some people that I respect really liked this book, so I'm kind of hoping that there's something coming. I'll read books that only take about five hours to read as the year gets down, right? So that I'm, I'm close, getting closer to my 75 books. And I'll stock the front end in the summer with the bigger books, you know, the 20-hour books. I read a book this year that the audio version of it was 37 hours, great biography. And so I'll do those types of things. But one of the things that I do to read is I make reading a priority. Every day I schedule 15 minutes of reading for business or counseling development. So I call that my 15-minute book. This is how I make time for my reading for the year. So I have my 15-minute book, and that is a book that I read for 15 minutes every day that I work. So that's one hour a week because I don't I don't see clients on Fridays, and I don't always work on Fridays. But Monday to Thursday, 15 minutes of, of my 15-minute book. When I drive in the car, I have a 30-minute drive guaranteed one way Mondays and Tuesdays. So that's an hour commute guaranteed. I'll listen to a book, usually on 1.25 speed or one and a half speed. I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to sports talk. I don't listen to political talk. I listen to books. And sometimes they're just stupid fiction. But I believe that there's value in reading for my brain, for my personal development, for my emotional development. And so I make time by utilizing my commute. When we go on vacation, I'll take audiobooks with me. I'll usually get up early in the morning and watch the sun come up and listen to an audiobook. Or I'll read. I'll read right on my Kindle. I use my Kindle a lot. I know some people are like, oh, paper books are the best. I agree, but I just don't have the space. So I do things to create time for reading. 
my wife and I had a conversation a few months ago, and she's like, I feel like you've fallen off a little bit with your complimenting me and making sure that you're fully engaged in hearing me. I was like, okay, cool. I can fix that. I can do the things that we're talking about. So I asked her exactly what does that mean to you? So I made sure I got it. And then how do I put, how do I make sure that I have that in my time? I use reminders on my phone so that it comes up and says, compliment, engage. And I think about it and it brings it out to my awareness, which helps me to make the change. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily create time for me to to compliment. Now, sometimes it does. I can just shoot off a text or be engaged. I can just say, hey, how are things going? And be engaged. But it brings it to my awareness and we do the things in our awareness that move us forward. I'm rigging the game. I'm hacking the system. I read for 15 to 20 minutes before I go to bed every night. Now, some nights, especially as the year winds down and it gets a little bit more like right now, I'm, I'm sure you can probably hear it in my breathing. My son and my daughter very kindly shared. I think they're cold with me. And so I've got some drainage going on. And so at night, maybe I'll only read for five minutes tonight. But I'll read. I, if I have the choice to do, I will read. If I can add reading to something else I'm doing, like dishes or cooking, I will read. I don't have more time than you, I promise. One of the things that I do, though, is I am pretty intentional about what I'm going to spend my time on. I'm even intentional about the time that I'm going to waste. I play PS4. I play baseball almost exclusively. It's a waste of time. It doesn't do anything to life or me, but it is a form of mindfulness. That's another episode. But I enjoy it, and so I'll waste some time doing it. have to be intentional about how you're going to execute the things that are necessary for your dreams. So I will engage my goals and say, okay, this goal that I have, how am I going to do it? How am I going to create the time to do it? There's a great coffee shop in Grand Rapids. It's on the west side of town. But I lose time driving there. Now, I gain reading time because I'll listen to the book while I'm riding over there. But there's a newer coffee shop that opened up on the east side of town that I'm going to utilize more until I get ahead of my goal. Because what we want to do is we want goals that are completely in our control, completely measurable, and that stretch us. But once we have the goals, then we have to come up with what are the habits or the behaviors that we need to do. So if I want to write a book, I've got to write. I've got to sit down with my computer, and I have to write. I have to engage the writing process regularly. Now, I have a great app that says, okay, if you want to write X amount of words, which would be about X amount of pages, by this date, you should write. You put in your writing days, and it tells you how many days you have to write or how many words you need to write in those days. And so I'll sit down, and I'll, I'll write, and I'll listen to music, and I'll block out the world, and I'll write because I need to make time for that. But I also need to make time for the gym. I also need to make time for my family. I need to make time for my daughters for one-on-one time, for my son for one-on-one time. I need to make time for one-on-one dates with my wife because these are all part of my goals. If I have health but I'm not a very good father, that sucks. If I have health but I'm not a good husband, that's awful. If I have a great business but my kids don't know me, I've lost. That's just my belief. You can have whatever belief you want. Now, I say no to a lot of things. I say no to friends asking me out a lot. This Friday, friends are having a party. I'm not going because we're going to celebrate my wife's birthday. And it's scheduled and it's made. And I made the necessary actions, behaviors to get it done. And that's what you have to do. Now, I'm look, I'm not perfect with this. I'm still working on it. 2019, quite honestly, was not one of my best years. It wasn't one of my best years for creativity, for productivity. 
It wasn't one of my best years financially. But that's why you do this, so you can measure it and get better. It's okay. Mistakes, setbacks, not doing it well, not not achieving everything that you wanted to achieve, that isn't the problem. Letting that stop you isn't the problem, which brings me back to my YouTube channel. I haven't done it because I felt overwhelmed. And to be honest with you, I don't know where the time is going to come to make videos and edit them. I know that I'm, I think that I'm going to gain about two hours a week because I'm offloading one job. We're, we're going to hire somebody uh, to do some social media work for us. So I'm going to offload that. So that'll give me some time. But I don't know where the time is going to come from to make the videos. So I'm not sure that I'm going to keep my YouTube page. I don't know how that's going to work. Because without time, then the next question I have to ask myself is where am I going to get the energy? How much energy do I have to expand in a day? What are things that I'm going to do to improve my energy levels? What are things that I'm going to do to protect my energy? But I can't get to that until I know how I'm going to get the time. And I can't really ask the question, how am I going to get the time until I have goals? So that's how this all weaves together. There's all sorts of people who they're just, they're, they're killing themselves. They have goals. They know what behaviors they need to accomplish those goals. They have those goals scheduled, those behaviors scheduled into their schedule, but they're working crazy hours. They're working 20 hours a week. They're destroying relationships. One of the reasons I don't like the book that I'm currently listening to uh, audible and through Audible is that the guy essentially says that if you're going to be a successful business person, you're going to have to set your relationships on fire. That's hogwash. I, that is not true. I refuse to believe that you can be successful and still have a good family life, have a great family life. Now, we're not going to get a lot of time today to talk about our energy and how much you expend, but that is something we have to consider. You can only expend so much energy. One of the reasons going to the gym is a priority for me is that it gives me more energy. I call it getting my headspace. It gives me more energy to do the things that I need to do to get them done. So I want you to start making those lists. I want you to start making those goals. What are some goals? What are some themes you're going to have for 2020? Make sure that they're completely in your control. Make sure that they're measurable. Make sure that they stretch you. If you've been around for any time at all, you know I said all. I also think you should make sure that they have an emotional payoff. And then start asking yourself, where am I going to get the time to get these done? How am I going to work these into my schedule? And then just keep writing this stuff down. I think you're going to hear what you're going to see is you're going to see some some themes open up, I hope. I'm like, okay, so I do this well. This time of day is good for me. And maybe if you've done this in the past, you can look back and say, okay, here's something I've done that worked. Well, I think one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is that they just kind of wake up and they go through their day like, whatever's next, that's what I do. But they let something else or someone else dictate what is next. And I believe if you want to have a better year, a better life, you need to dictate what is next. Expectations and intentionality lead to better behaviors. That might actually be part of a theme for, for a good chunk of podcast episodes next year. Okay, so this one's gone a little long. Uh, hopefully you're having a great wind up to your 2019 or wind down to your 2019 and a wind up to your 2020. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.